Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSEs here at Tab. He helps me out with your computer problems, questions, and concerns. And I think the Facebook Live is back up and running. We'll see. Um, hopefully it is. And uh, let's get to your calls. You were nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. We're going to go to Jack in Middletown first. Hey, Jack, what's up? Morning, guys. Morning. Hi. Uh, a little off topic. I listen to your show every week, and I love it. Thanks. But, but um, my computer's fine. <laughs> Thank <laughs> all right. You. Good. Uh, I'm very concerned about all this brouhaha about Dominion software, Smartmatic, voting systems, etc. Right. You've probably heard about it. I have. And we have so many allegations coming out about the latest one is somebody stole a server in Germany. I mean, it just gets so out of whack. Now, what good would it do for somebody to steal a server? I don't know about that, um, Jack. However, I would contend that if if our if our if our government wants to make this easy for us, they should make it easy for us to understand. And yeah. just setting up an email box for somebody a lot of times is magic. Okay, they, nobody understands how their e- their email gets to their computer. It's utter magic to them. Yeah. And and in our in our client base, whether they be professionals, these are all smart people, lawyers, doctors, accountants. You know, you set up their email, they're like, oh, thank you. I mean, it was like we did something magical. Now, yeah. juxtapose that against voting. You know, yeah. when I go to a voting booth, you know, people are worried about what pen you should use to, to fill in this scanning optical circle bu- bubble there. Because when I grew up, it was a number two pencil, right? Otherwise, it, your little bubble wouldn't get recorded. Me too. Right. So even in that technology, we can't even agree when they hand you a pencil, a pen, a color, if it's, are you sure that that's the color that's going to work in your scanned optical bubble? That's just in Connecticut. Now you juxtapose this with touch screens on for voting and other places of of the country, and you and it's all by software, and there's not even a paper receipt for that. Um, can you spell a problem? I mean, you're going to have a problem with that. If if voters can't understand how email works, how do you think they're going to understand or trust? that the voting system works, if they can't have a simple, you push it here, the receipt comes here, they match, the no, number, you know, you're no done. No audit trail. 
No audit trail. No, no, no. Uh, oh, I'm mistaken. I thought there was an audit trail. Not as clean as it could be. Uh, clearly, if so, if it was simply an audit, if it was some something simple, they could just say, "Hey, Jack, here's here's what they all voted for. Here's the audit trail. Here are the registered voters. Here's the quantity of votes. This shouldn't be a big deal. But the problem is, it is a big deal because it's right. a ma- it's magic to people. So right. I, I would contend our government has done a ridiculously poor job of explaining yeah. this to the general public. And if they can't, remember, here in Connecticut, we can't even tax a rotisserie chicken correctly. If yeah. they can't uh-huh. figure out, right, oh, my gosh, I can't believe a, a rotisserie chicken is taxed at a luxury tax. How did we do that? Oh, I'm so confused. These yeah. same people are running our voting systems. So if, if oh. they can't explain to the general public comfortably, and, the, and, and if they just say, hey, trust us, well, that's not going to yeah. work. That's not going to no, work, right? No, that's not going to fly. No. We're Americans. We're skeptical, and we want to believe that what we're being told is true. But how, politicians, I mean, come on. So maybe I'm mistaken, but I thought none of these machines were, were – they were all local area networked. I, what, what is the vote going to Germany for? I have no idea about that, Jack, at all. I have no idea. Um, I, I don't even know what that means or why it wouldn't – why, why that anybody in Germany? I would even I wouldn't even give that any kind of time or day. The data uh, should be the data should be local. Uh, so I haven't followed it to the nth degree. My only yeah. point is our government needs to do a better job, yeah. and it should be a little be a little more uniform. Not necessarily. I think it's a good idea to have a different in every state. I don't think every yeah. state should be running the same, you know, USDA approved voting system. I think by having different voting systems, it actually keeps yeah. the, the election more safe. But yeah. we all should agree on which pencil to use. We all should agree on having a paper ballot that has the actual they could, that can be recounted if the scanning machine didn't work or if the the little card that captures the data didn't capture it. You yeah. should be able to do it with these touch screens. They're crazy to be using touch screens, as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said, "Oh, let's make it look cool." Well, voting yeah, is right. not supposed to be cool. It's supposed to be the utterly least thing we can do as a as a member of the society is vote. It's the it's the utterly the least we can do. That's why they got rid of those punch cards down in Florida because they didn't want any more hanging chads. Right. Yeah, but oh. but again, having it on a, on a on a computer screen just seems utterly stupid to me. Um, yeah. The way we do it here in Connecticut, I think, is better because there's an actual paper receipt. Right. It's the thing that came back out of the other end of the box. So as right. long as they don't lose the boxes of val- ballots, they can rerun them. Well, here's just, and I won't go on. I don't want to get into the weeds on this. What I mean, why can't we just go to all mail in? Isn't that more safe? <laughs> I don't oh, think you're so. You're laughing. I, I, I'm serious. <laughs> no, I don't think that's more safe. I think that's le- less safe. Really? I, oh yeah. Oh come on. Who's going to steal the mail? We've got mail, mail people that will dump mail constantly. I don't yes. even know if the ballots are getting from point A to point B now. Some of them got dumped. But plus, my kids have been out of state for 8, 10 years, and they got mail-in ballots, and my wife and I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, that can't go. You can't. I would No, I would totally vote against that if I had a vote. <laughs> All right, I'm mistaken. Okay. <laughs> well, you're not mistaken. It's your opinion. Uh, I just don't think that's a good idea. All right. All right. Well, thanks. All right. Good luck. Thanks. Bye bye. Yeah, it is one of those things where you know I'm not an expert at it, but it just seems silly to me. I'm the sharp, not the sharpest tool in the shed. You know why they would use a touch screen, you know, to choose who you're voting for. I mean, people have trouble enough on the on their own smartphones, touch screens to make sure they even type the right words. You can easily have issues 
on your smart screen, then you're hoping that the actual vote gets registered properly on the back end. I don't know. It just seems like a bad idea. It's, clearly, it's a bad idea. If it was a good idea, it'd be simple to explain, and nobody would be talking about servers in Germany. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just there's, crazy. A, there's a lot of tinfoil hat information out there. Yeah, so. that causes big confusion, too. So we're not going to go there. Let's go to uh, Barbara in Windsor next. What's going on, Barbara? Oh, hi. Uh, hi. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I heard you talking a little while ago about uh, Apple slowing down the iPhone. Yeah, there's $113 million coming to 34 states for what they did. Yeah, well, how much of that am I going to get? I don't know. <laughs> you might get a gift card to Applebee's. I don't know. <laughs> you might well, get a check for three cents. Yeah. <laughs> what <do> you... <laughs> is there anything I can do uh, to, to my phone to change that? How old is your phone? What do you have? It's an iPhone 8S. An 8S. There should yep. be uh, an update for that that clears it up. Well, I think, yeah. So Apple's been caught. So now you can go to the uh, Apple store and say, hey, my 8S is slowing down. Is this one of those issues where you throttled me? Or is there a new battery I can put in here? Um, Because it's out in the open. They can't hide it anymore. Um, I would say you could do that. So go to the Apple store or can I go to my my AT&T server? Uh, which is where I bought it. I'm not sure they have the ability to to repair um, devices. They just sell okay. the cellular service. I think you'd have to go to an Apple store to have them either tell you the battery's dead or... Yeah, it has to be done by an authorized repair center. Oh, okay. So uh, the store may not have somebody there that's authorized. They may. Right. Yeah. I would go to Apple, though. That's what I would do. Because, okay. it's, again, it's out in the open. You know about it. You can even joke with them, bring it up, and say, hey... Don't tell me this is a throttled phone or something like that, and they'll, they they should know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you for your help. You're welcome. Good luck, Barb. Bye. Bye. Yeah, they can't hide this now. I think we should all be more, you know, aware. Even my Pixel 2 has been acting up a little funky, and being the cynic that I am with the Pixel 5 out, I was going to get the Pixel 5 anyways. I think to myself, I just wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it three years old? At least. Oh, well, you know, you got the new one. Come on, you got the money. That's not that. (laughs) I like a device that keeps working. Uh, But it is is getting long in the tooth, so I figured, what the heck. But uh, I like to run things as long as I can, right into the ground. Right, technology. Oh. You run as long as you can. You get the best return on your investment as long as it can still work to, to your to your satisfaction. As long as it does the job. Yeah. yeah. So, and this kind of does. So people would be actually tell me, Eric, I shouldn't be doing it, but I'm doing it anyways. Mm. We're gonna step out for a quick break. Get back to more of your calls. Uh, Michelle, Bob, hang on. Couple lines open for you, and we are live over on the Facebook feed. It does seem to be working again. So if you want to check us out there, we're over at uh, WTIC's Facebook page. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. The lines look to be pretty full, so let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to, I guess, Michelle in Manchester next. What's going on, Michelle? Good morning. Morning. Uh, To go back to your last comment about equipment technology going back uh, end of its life. Yeah. I have an old Acer laptop that's running Windows 7, and it's not running it very well at this point. Yeah. Um, It's not even accepting some of the Windows updates. Yeah. Well, there aren't any more updates technically coming for Windows 7. What yeah. you're probably getting are just um, the uh, security updates for the exactly. um, the malware software there. So, yeah, you're kind of done there. I would tell you to replace it. That's exactly what I'm doing. 
exactly why I'm calling you. All right. So I was told on Friday that I'm going to be sent home to work starting okay. Wednesday. And I don't use my laptop very often, being an Apple girl. Yeah. I do want to, I do need a Windows laptop for work, and it does need to be very secure for the type of work that I do. So that's okay. I was going to ask you that question, Michelle, because this is a big problem. Without giving me too much information, what type of work do you do? I work in the medical field. Okay. And the, the people sending you home are saying, okay, Michelle, go ahead and use your personal laptop and log into our systems and start editing people's medical records. And they are checking the laptops ahead of time. Checking is one thing, but they really should be giving them to you. There are uh, so many people working from home that it's, they are out of laptops. I understand. So here's, the, so here's the thing. So when you go out and get so let's just look at the both sides of things. As far as picking up a laptop that you need for work, um, i5 minimal processor, 8 gigs of RAM, minimum 16 would be nice, and a solid-state hard drive. Okay? Running, and that's, that's a good laptop, good business-grade laptop. Um, I would look at a Pro Book or an Elite Book from HP. So that's just your advice as far as getting a laptop that you're going to use for work. The problem is, whether you have security on it or not, when you log off from there, from that business connection and then use it on your own, you're surfing who knows where, right? Or maybe even if you have kids and say, hey, kids, you need to do, do some work, go ahead and use mom's laptop. No kids. Okay. But for those who do, then they're surfing and doing who knows what on these laptops and then connecting back into the business function. And I would contend that's not a good idea. Um, if, if somehow they came across a keylogger that is going to log and capture your credentials, now when you log into the medical practice software, well, the bad guys know Michelle's login. <laughs> um, and, and that kind of problem that these folks are putting out there is, is increasing all of our risks with this whole COVID work-from-home scenario where they don't provide you the laptop. I understand why, based on what you said. But it's putting all of our data at a much higher risk. You know, having antivirus on your computer, that's great. I'm sure you're going to do that, and I'd recommend WebRoot. But you're not able to adhere to the company's surfing requirements and saying, hey, Michelle, you can't go surf to any place else. This is just a business laptop because you're going to say, hey, I just bought this for myself because you guys aren't giving me what I need, right? So there's a problem between the businesses and the people working from home as far as security goes. And... You're doing medical. Just imagine your financial planner. You know, you call your financial planner up, and they've they've got people using their home computers to log into your business portfolio. That scares me. Doesn't that scare you? Uh, yeah. Except the only time I use this laptop is for work. That's just you right now. But all the scenarios I gave are pretty easily found in in the real world. Correct. In the general general. Yeah. So getting your own laptop and doing you know, the basics, WebRoot and, and OpenDNS is a good idea. But you're still, and you're going to VPN most likely into your, your uh, work. And hopefully they have two-factor authentication that says, okay, go ahead and authenticate on your cell phone or whatever you're using for two-factor authentication into the medical application that you're connecting to. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all good things. But then the moment you get off and, and go surf somewhere else, even innocently, you could find yourself in a bad place on the internet um, or someplace that loads a tool on your machine that eventually can be leveraged against you when you go on to those other services. So 
I think we're going to find ourselves in a bigger problem down the line because of all this people using their home computers for work scenario um, until this gets over with. But Yeah, and that's why I have an iPad. Your iPad. <laughs> yeah, you said you were a Mac girl. I am. Yeah, and would the Mac not work? Do you have besides an iPad? Do you have a, a Mac device? No, no I only okay. use my yeah, I phone and my iPad. Gotcha. My I actually have to pull my laptop out of the closet to see if it was even going to handle what I need to do, and I haven't used it since yeah. forever. Is work going to give you some sort of cash stipend for you buying a laptop to do your your job? You are a funny man. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should. You know, hey, Michelle, I'm sorry. We can't find any more laptops. Why don't you go out and get your own? Oh, I mean, that's well, just ridiculous. At, at this point, I would be thankful to be at home and be safe. I understand that. Um, careful what you wish for. My, my wife has been working from home, and she's, you know, going bonkers. You know, there's no human contact. And, uh, you know, she used to think working from home might be fun, but she's like, I'm done. <laughs> she wants to go back. But uh, I understand. Yeah, I wish you the best. Keep keep these things in mind, and maybe you should bring them up to your, your employer and say, hey, what about security on this thing? Um, I have a question for you about <clears throat> what about a refurbished laptop, seeing that's the only thing I basically wor- would be using it for? Well, yeah. I mean, if it meets the specs of what your your company says you need, um, a refurbish is fine, but it probably is going to have a very limited warranty, like a 90-day warranty. Mm-hmm. So you could drop $500 on some refurbished thing that only gives you 90 days of service, and then you would be kicking yourself for not spending the other 500 by getting a new one. Okay. All right. So be, well, just be careful. You You're welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It is an issue, guys. I mean, I don't know. I talk about it even within our client base because folks are having issues and uh, trying to get pe- their their people to work remotely, they're using their own computers, their home machines that their 15-year-old could be using after they're done with their work day. And if you're an attorney, if you're an accountant, if you're a financial planner, if you're a medical person, who knows where those folks are going after you're done with your computer? And who knows what kind of stuff you've got on your system? You're not going to be using business-grade um, security technology on your home computer, nor are you going to allow your, your company to put a web filter on it saying you can't go here or there now that you're using your home computer for work? Yeah, you can't check the lottery numbers. Whatever it might be. No shopping. No shopping, <laughs> no surfing, no no nothing. And, of course, that's not going to fly. So I think there's a big big risk companies are taking by letting their people work from home on their home computers. It's fine to let them go work from home, but you should be providing them with a device that's yours as a business owner under your security requirements, under your control, um, so that you can be at least more comfortable with the fact that when they're out of your business four walls, because of the technology that we provide to our clients, we can actually force those devices that are now outside your business walls to conform to your business rules as far as surfing and usage. And if you don't do that now and you say, hey, just log in with your home laptop, I think you're making quite a risk out there for your business, so beware of that. We're going to be here until uh, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get in line. A couple lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Everything we've talked about has been posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. If you follow us on Facebook and like us at Tab Computer Systems and Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, it just might get into your news feed. 
And if you've got time for Twitter, you can follow us at Tab, tab Computer Sys. We'll be right back. back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And uh, we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Four lines filled up. I knew you guys were there. Let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Bob in East Windsor next. What's going on, Bob? Uh, I've got a, a laptop computer. It's a Toshiba. And uh, it's about five years old. Yeah. And uh, I just suddenly got a new problem. Oh, boy. It's it's a simple hardware problem. I you might have an answer for it. All right. My keyboard used to light up all the time, and now it doesn't light up at all. Well, it could be that your backlight on the keyboard is blown. Right, Bob? Yes. Uh, Does it work? The keyboard, I mean, the, the computer's working, yeah. So your keyboard is working. Yeah. Yeah, so the, it, 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 the keys don't light up. Right, so there's a setting. I mean, uh, if you hit. In my in my keyboard is a function key for lighting it up. It's a function F9. You could have turned it off based on a function key, which does happen, or the backlight died due to its age. Uh-huh. And I don't know that I would tell you to repair it because t- taking off the keyboard and putting a light back in there is, yeah. is probably not worth it. What is that? Does it have a symbol on it? For a well, mine has a little symbol with like a little radiance, you know, little lines coming off of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, they could use anything, I would think. Okay. Go ahead, Bob. All right. What you could try, uh, there's a function key you can use. If you hit the function key and then a Z, a uh, hotkey combination, it could turn it on or turn it off. In the Toshiba? In the Toshiba, yep. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it says. Uh, you can try that. So function Z. But you may want to double-check your manual. So if you go and do a search for your manual to see specifically on your model how to turn off and on your, your backlight. Was, they didn't give us a manual with this. They said they don't make manuals anymore. Well, they don't, but they do exist. So if you if you Google the make and model of your laptop and type in the word manual with it, you might find the PDF of the manual. Just be careful where you get it from. It would yeah. be better if you get it from Toshiba. So if you go to Toshiba itself... Yeah. They probably would allow you to download it. Uh-huh. It has a little blue sticker on here, and it's, it says LED backlight keyboard. Wow. It says W with 10 key. Yeah, it's giving, it's marketing. It's saying, hey, this is a backlit keyboard, and that's all that is. Oh, okay. That's a little sticker just saying what the function of the of the computer has when you buy it. Because it said with 10 key. Uh, with 10 key, yeah. did you have a little keypad on the yeah. right? Yeah, so that means you have the little number pad on the right-hand side. Okay. So you was 1 through 0. What would 10 be? Well, do it just the 0? You have 1 through 0. If you, That would be 10 keys. Ten, 0 would be the 10 key? That would be the 10th key. The 10th key. Right, so it's 10 key, 1 through 0 would be 10 keys. Yeah, okay. So all that is is a little marketing tag. But, yeah, I think you just need to either turn it on, maybe you turn it off by accident, or it's dead. And it means you can't really use it in the dark anymore. Okay. I didn't didn't think about that backlight. Okay, then. All right, Bob. try that. (laughs) All right, sir. Thanks for your help. You're welcome. Good luck. Bye. Bye. All right, let's go over to Joe in Berlin next. What's going on, Joe? Hey, Dan. I talked with you a couple weeks ago uh, about the printer... uh, being offline. Yeah. 
how do you set up the reserve IP address? In your DHCP server. So most likely, if you do an IP config... Okay, I'm looking at that right now. It says starting IP address, ending IP address, uh, and then the ending is 254. All right, so where do you start? So uh, what do I do? No, no. Well, what's your starting IP address? Does it show you what it is? Uh, the starting IP address is two. So, so change that to be twenty. Okay. And just by starting that address at twenty, it means it will not hand out any addresses below twenty to something okay. else. So then you can go to your printer and set it to any address below twenty. Obviously, don't set it to one because that's your gateway. Okay. Now. Uh... How do you, for the printer, okay, there's a, a, a section here, uh, address reservation. Yep, you can reserve an address. So that you can do it that way by reserving address within the range. So the range you set was 20 up to 256. That's a lot of devices. You can say, I'm going to reserve an IP address within that range. Or oh. if you don't hand out IP addresses until you start with 20, you can give other devices addresses below 20 that will not be impacted. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah, I understand that. When you said uh, go to the printer, where do you do that? So you have to go to your your printer itself. You have to go in and bring up the printer configuration on the printer itself. So it might have a screen. It might have a utility. It might have just a little menu thing you have to kind of menu through. And oh, you, have okay. to, you have to set the IP address to be the address below 20. Okay. Let's, say, let's say it's 19. You choose 19, 192.168.1.19. If you give it 19, that means no, nothing else will bang into it because the DHCP server is right. handing out addresses above 20. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. Good. Okay. Uh, you're, you're on your way, Joe. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, make sure you write on your printer what address you set it to because sometimes the printer will lose its mind. Okay. And it needs to be reminded. That way you're going to remind yourself to put it back to 19. Okay. Thank right. you very much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. He's halfway there, more than halfway there. Were you, you, did you find any more information for the backlit keyboard? Yeah, I found two articles, one for the Dynabook and Toshiba support websites, yeah. and then I found another one, how to check it in the Windows operating system. Oh, even Windows could turn it off. There's right. a lot of areas that could right. turn it off. So this one says the full fix. So I, I put up two. I found another one that says you got to use function Y for a different satellite model. So they have different function keys. The best thing you can do is read the manual. Exactly, and they're there on the on the uh, website normally. Let's go to uh, Stefan in New Britain. What's going on, Stefan? Oh, good morning, guys. How are you? Good, how are you? Oh, all right. Uh, I have a few questions. All right. Now, I have a HP uh, laptop. It's uh, model 17BY002ZX. Yeah. With an i5. i5 now, processor, okay. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, the hard drive does not spin fast enough for some software I'd like to run. Sure. Now, can I do an end run around the hard drive by getting a, uh external SSD and putting it on that, the software on that? So here's the problem, right? When you plug that SSD hard drive into the USB port of your laptop, 
now right. your performance is going to be impacted by the USB port. If you have a USB 3, that's the latest yeah, port, it might give you good performance enough to do the rendering you're trying to do. You're, try, you're probably doing video rendering? Uh, no, it's actually a computer. Uh, it's uh, computer-based recording software, music recording software. Oh, so that'll be probably easier. So I'm going to say because it's, it's, if it's just music, you might it might be better uh, and not as as intense CPU intense. So that could work for you. Yeah, because I'm not going to put up 217 tracks. You know, I, right? And and you know, all I want to do is just get something that spins fast enough. Right or, or in the case of SSD, does not spin at all. Yeah, burn and and then do that. So I'm going to uh, say so it might work. It might work. So for me, I would I would always try to get the processor and the drive all together on the hardware, not dealing with an external device because now yeah. you get that limiting factor of the USB port. But if you yeah. have USB three, it could work. It, what do you think, Bob? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. The the uh, system bus for the data. You know, on board is going to be much faster. Right. Yeah. The alternative would be to actually replace your hard drive with a solid state drive. Well, yeah, I could do that, um, depending on how expensive the solid state drive is. Because it would be similarly I, expensive to the external one. Okay. Like when, you're buying an ex- when you're buying an external drive, your uh, SSD drive, you're buying the SSD drive plus. The, the enclosure. The enclosure. Yeah. yeah, what were you saying, Stefan? How many bucks were you thinking? Yeah, like, is it 400 bucks or less? Yeah. I bet you could find a 500-gig solid-state drive that might work in that laptop that's going to be in that price range. Oh, all right. And here's here's uh, my next question. Mm-hmm. Is um, this uh, laptop is all plastic, so yeah. therefore good in, in austere, hard environments. And... Um, Austere, hard environments. That's a neat way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Um, every time I open my screen yeah. and close it again, yeah. the uh, housing in the rear starts coming apart. Yeah. I never, I stay away from those plastic casings. Yeah. Any manufacturer. That, yeah. yeah. Well, it's not going anywhere, but I mean, do you think if I stick that drive in, I mean, it's going to be worth it, or should I just bite the bullet? And well, think about it, right? So, if the drive, if the drive you're looking at is going to cost you four hundred dollars, yeah, maybe you consider a nine hundred dollar, you know, aluminum cased laptop that'll have better hinging and better, better quality. Yeah, um, but this so, thing does have a seventeen inch screen, which is great. Yes, but that's a big, big screen to be, ba- uh, you know, flexing back and forth on those hinges. Those plastic hinges just are having trouble with it, probably. Yeah, and and uh, I'm I'm looking at the rear of it, and like I said, the uh, yeah. the case separates, and then I have to snap it back together. Yeah, it's going to fail eventually. How old is it, Stefan? Three years. Yeah, that's the other issue with laptops. They if you get three to four years out of a laptop, you've done pretty well. Now, if you've got a, one of those metal case laptops, they tend yeah. to last longer. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I would think that. Yeah. Uh, last question: I dumped McAfee uh, because I have like Xfinity and everything like that mm-hmm. for um, nasty spyware and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, if if I went with uh, Norton VPN or something like that, is 
I mean, is that comparable to uh, McAfee, or do I really need it, or what? You do need antivirus, and yeah. I would tell you to get Webroot for antivirus. VPN mm -hmm. is for privacy. VPN yeah. is so that you can surf, quote-unquote, more privately. I'll put that in quotes every time. Uh, it all depends on the VPN service you use, because... We found we've had reports that chunks of them are Chinese VPN services. So be sure you know which service you're using. Oh yeah. Um, Proton is a Swiss company that I would recommend for now, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to use VPN. Uh, but you good need you do need good antivirus. So I would definitely not just rely on whatever Xfinity is offering you. All right. Okay. Bob wanted to say something too to you, Stefan. Yes, okay. um, I did a quick search. And I found uh, you can get a terabyte SSD drive online between fifty-five and one hundred and ten bucks. Oh, see that—that that is definitely. Yeah, just make sure it'll work. Money. It's got to work in your laptop. Make sure it'll yeah. fit in your laptop. And then the other aspect is you need your operating system to reload it. Well, yeah, it's, it's Windows ten, so. Okay. So it's it's not, you know, like I'm I'm working with seven or XP or whatever else they yeah. put out. All right. Okay. All right. I, I think that just about covers it. All right. Good luck, Stefan. All right. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Well, thank you for calling. Okay. We're going to step out for a quick break and get back to you. More of your calls. Eric in Berlin, hang on. Michael in South Windsor, a couple lines open for you. We'll be right back. And we are back. Bob and I are here in the hermetically sealed studios of... Uh, Tab Computer Systems here in lovely East Hartford, Connecticut. We've been here since the spring, and Matt is back in in Farmington and uh, doing a great job, even though we can't see him. <laughs> Someday, Matt, we'll get together, whenever that day is. Um, but we're here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, we have one line open. Feel free to get online. But let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to Eric in Berlin next. What's going on, Eric? Yes, good morning, Eric. Good morning, Bob. Um, I have a printer problem. Okay. I have an HP OfficeJet Pro model 8715. Uh, I, was, I ran low on ink. I went out and bought some uh, generic ink cartridges. Yeah. They were not recognized. So right. I, went, I went back and I bought HP cartridges, and it's still not being recognized. Oh, no. Did you call last week? No, I did not. All right, similar call last week. Uh, guy was using refilled ink. So even with the actual official ink, it's almost like HP said, you cheated on me once, you're not coming back. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so there's nothing I can do? Well, no, I'm just saying it's almost like that. I don't know exactly. Um, when you put those ink cartridges in, they just say they don't recognize them even though they're HP? Right, it says they're they're you know check the cartridge. It's not in, not in there. So, all right. So this, how long is it? Is this a printer that sits a long time? No, I, I try and use it at least once a week to keep keep them uh, the jets clean. So yeah, you may want to uh, take the new cartridges out and and uh, try to clean the contacts. On the new ones or the old on the on the printer itself? Uh, on the on the cartridges, I would I would go with those first. Mm. I okay. did. I I used some uh, some rubbing alcohol on it with a Q-tip, and it, it still didn't work. On both sides, or just on the on the new on the cartridge side? Uh, 
On both sides, the intake and the cartridge. All right. There may be a utility, a, a printer cleaner utility you can try to run, but it may not even run without the cartridges it, in there. It, it won't run. with. It won't do anything. I can't do a, you know, a head cleaner or anything like that. With It's saying they're not in there, so it won't do anything. The, it's got a little touch screen, and it won't let me do anything because it says there's no cartridges in there. All right. I've got an article here that says what to do. Yeah. Okay. So it's uh, you got to go through the steps, checking your cartridge, reset the printer, identify your cartridges. and uh, so, so it could have been. You pictures. So this gives you a process to go through. Yeah, it could have been that when you did put those uh non-HP cartridges in there, the, the printer did kind of go wonky on it, and now it needs to be kind of re, reintroduced, maybe. But the, you should see the steps that Bob found here. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so it could, it, this could do it. So you're, you're kind of resetting the printer. Um, and, of course, you could always do that if there's a, is a way to factory reset it. That could help it. Um, these printers are so cheap, though, but the problem is now that you've opened up those cartridges, trying to find another printer... That'll accept those cartridges, yeah. um, and try to find an old, a, 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 that same printer model might be hard. So, you know, maybe this, maybe what Bob has posted here will work for you, and we'll put a link up there to, for Computer Talk for you to try it. That's really all you can do is go through the uh, the steps that they recommend, because it's the printer is misidentifying its own cartridges. What What's a good uh, inexpensive printer with a scanner that I could buy? I would tell you to first look at laser. So if you do color, um, I, I, would, I don't usually. I usually do black and white. Okay, so even uh, even cheaper then. Black and white laser multifunction. You could probably spend under two hundred dollars for. Okay. And if you look at the, what you're paying in ink, even though the printer yeah, might cost you fifty bucks, the ink is really expensive. The laser the right. laser toner cartridges can be expensive, but they last a long time. So. Especially if it's a single color. Yeah, one big black ink cartridge. Because I've noticed uh, if you have color, the cartridges are smaller. Yeah. But if you're one color, they're usually a lot bigger. Yeah, so I'd tell you to take some time and, and go and take a look at multifunction laser um, devices that are just black and white. They do exist. And I bet you find them for under 200 bucks. But printer, even the color one, I mean, sometimes the kids might need to use color. So. so the color ones will be maybe in that same range too, believe it or not. But, the, of course, buying a pack of all those laser toners are going to be you know, 150 bucks that first time because the starter stuff is going to give you like six pages, it uh, feels like. But you're going to spend a little bit of money. But, yeah, I mean, I've got a color laser at my house that my kids have used, and the thing is a, is a tank. And I've, I know I've saved tons of money over using ink. Inkjet. What what kind is that? It's an HP. It doesn't have a scanner. It's just a color laser printer. Um, I'd like to have a scanner. So. Right. So you're gonna have to go and look for a multifunction. But you can find a multifunction color. I bet you'll find it from that 250 range. Um, if I had to guess. All right. Don't, thank you don't very hold much. For your you're welcome, Eric. <laughs> All right. Thank you for calling. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. And sorry about the issues with the Facebook feed. It's a little funky, whatever is going to be out there as far as the final, but you can take a look at it. Of course, you can go to radio.com and catch us there as well. I want to thank Matt for producing, Mike for posting everything live over at computertalkwithtab.com. And, of course, stick around. Dr. Alessi's in next with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. And, of course, 
Garden Talk coming up at noon. See you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.